A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Welcome back to another episode of the Poor Hitter Podcast. My special guest on this episode is Matt Thompson, one of the co-founders for Prospects Live. I met Matt in Arizona this year for First Pitch Arizona, and I really enjoy the work Matt does. And he sat down with me to talk about some prospects that we could look into for draft champions. He's going to give us some guys he's in on and some guys he's out on. And we're talking about high-level prospects, mid-rounder type of guys, and then some late-round darts as well. So we had a great conversation overall about baseball to start off and the prospect game and scouting and led right into the fantasy circle. So I think everyone's going to get some actionable advice from Matt in this episode. And um, you can always catch me on the Twitter machine at Deadpool Hitter, the Pull Hitter Pod, at Pull Hitter Pod. And don't forget, come check us out on the Patreon, Pull Hitter Fantasy Baseball. If you go to patreon.com, put that into the search bar. You'll find me. It's also my pinned tweet. I'll take you right to it right now. You got a free week trial. See if you like to check it out. Come check it out. Doing player breakdowns, sharing draft boards, get access to the Discord, which is booming right now. Everyone's drafting, talking about draft strategies, player evaluations, all that fun stuff. And come check it out. And um, yeah, we're going to keep this uh, rolling this week. Got Jordan Rosenblum coming up. In the next episode as well, we're going to be doing a podcast on Saturday. And yeah, just continue talking to all the sharp analysts and fantasy baseball players out there in the world today. All right, welcome back to the Pool Hitter Podcast. This is Robbie D, the Dead Pool Hitter. My special guest tonight is Mr. Matt Thompson, one of the co-founders of Prospects Live. Matt, what's up, man? Not too much, man. Glad to be on. Uh, long time follower. Finally got to meet you out in Arizona. That was a blast. Listen, you tell some stories about some of the leagues you're in, man. I'm still dying. I still, I still can't get over that one league. I don't want to get too many details. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But the one you were talking about was absolutely insane. It was, um, right? And you know what's so funny about those? Um, you know, that was one of those nights where I think the next day I was like, I hope I didn't say anything stupid to anyone. Oh, you no, know? no. You're good, man. Yeah. <laughs> But I just if you I did, remember a little even conversation. If you did, yeah, it stays there if you did. But you yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Like Bloomy, <laughs> Bloomy was there too, cracking up. Oh and, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. What a blast! Awesome trip. It was so cool to. Um, next year, I have to. I, I have to. Uh, I think I told you there. Like I have to spend a little bit more time going to the actual games. Um, like you know, trying to make it a case. I go see more game action rather than just the ones that were like right there close to us. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I was at the fields, and it, the, the quality of baseball, I'll be honest, is is poor. But I get access to so many more players I don't get to see around me, so it's 
it's it's nice to you know i i probably watch more minor league baseball than i do pro baseball sometimes during the season especially last year with how bad my uh I had my summer was my summer was cleared up as a Cardinals fan last year, so hopefully that doesn't happen again. But, uh, turned my attention to the minor leagues a lot this this past summer, and it was it was obviously great. But pro ball is a little bit more pleasing to watch. You know, on TV, you get the HD streams. You're not you're not fighting through fog filters on MILB TV trying to see players. A little bit different, <laughs> but uh, I'm rambling at this point. But you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, the, no, I know the, the presentation makes it so much better of a product, even though it's the same thing. Absolutely. There's some times where I throw on the MILB TV and I'm like, what is this? It looks like <laughs> one of the old broadcasts from the, you know, from like the 1980 games. All it missing is like trash on the field. Those, yo, this is the one thing that always drive me crazy. You see like the old games, like Yankee Stadium stuff. This trash. Oh, yeah. It's trash. Hot dog wrappers flying everywhere. And I'm like, what is going on? Because I think people are slobs now, but I guess it was much worse back then or they didn't have anyone to clean it up. I have no idea. But it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know, but you're crazy. right about that. We don't have crazy. that as much. Yeah, so um, why don't you give us a little introduction as to you know who Matt Thompson, maybe a couple of my listeners. I don't doubt that anyone wouldn't know you, uh, but just give know. us the whole spiel about Matt Thompson and who you are. Uh, well, you mentioned it earlier. We founded Prospects Live. Before that, I uh, was, if you ever go way back in the day, it was a podcast with Justin Mason on Friends of Fantasy Benefits way back when. Uh, had awesome guests there. We had a blast doing all that. Um, prospects became the niche. I always loved it, paid more attention to it. Um, started writing about prospects back in the day. It was, I think at this time it was just me and prospect Jesus, Jeff Ponce were the only two doing it. And, and Chris Welsh was there. I think that was it. I mean, now we got so many, uh, now there's prospect writers everywhere, which is great because more content, the better. Um, but consider myself one of the, the original old, the old heads in the, in that mm -hmm. space. Um, but no, you do prospects live now. And uh, obviously have a Patreon, just like you um, yep. growing every day, uh, a little shout out self-promotion for prospects live. We just had three prospect live evaluators this week. get scooped up by professional teams to be members of their scouting department. So That's uh, we're, we're growing, we're pushing young talent out, uh, to, to pro teams and we're getting recognized as a, as a source by pro teams. So it's, it's very cool. Uh, little self-promotion. I'm not a self-promoted type, but I think those guys, you know, busted their, I don't want can we swear on this podcast? Busted yes, their, uh, they busted <laughs> their ass and they busted their ass and they, they worked hard and, you know, we're lucky enough to, they chose to work hard with us and now they have pro jobs. So it's, it's awesome to see. So we're, well, you know, we're we're a rising rising site. If we're not risen already, I think we're pretty established in the industry and uh, everything baseball, man. It's, That's so cool. If I have a if I have a minute, if, you know, obviously the kids and the wife are the priority always and forever. But if I have a minute, it's doing something baseball related. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. Of course, it's always how it is, and that's how we. Was it like that all the time for you? Like, since you were born, like young age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I played. It was quickly realized I wasn't going to play very long, but I played. Uh, played through high school. Um, just, just had a passion for it. Loved the game. Umpired. Umpired for a long time. Mm, nice. Little league games around the area here. Did some high school games. Umpiring. All that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Coached my coached my brother's teams three years. Like just baseball rats and tea. Just 
local local guy, coach junior high team sometimes out here, help out out there. Like anything baseball related, I'm I'm there. You can you can find me. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't make it too far as an umpire. They didn't like my ankles to eye strike zone. Um, I, I was young when I was doing it. I just wanted the game. Hey, sometimes you gotta do it, man. Yeah, yeah it's like the, you know. I remember the coach one time like, "What? What's what's the zone here?" And I'm like, "Ankles to eyes," and he goes, "Well, at least you came out and said it right out." Hey, no, no hesitation. Sometimes those games get out of hand, and I always kind of—I don't want to make it obvious—but I would sneak over to the team's dugout and tell the head coach, like, "Hey." If your kids aren't swinging, they're going to be out. So yeah. let's, let's, let's go. Get, get the you know what I mean? And they, but they, but, but they, they, they hear it. I mean, it's a lot like 11 to one in the, in a, in a rainy Saturday afternoon. Who wants yeah. to be there? Nobody. So let's, let's go. You know what I mean? So I hear it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I was the same way growing up all, all in baseball and it was fun. I played all through my life until, until high school, um, went to a public school in New York, in Brooklyn, and uh, went. To That's gotta work. be wild. I'm, I'm a farm oh, yeah. kid in in central, in South Central or North Central Illinois, I guess. And big, big difference, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. We got we, we got corn fed guys out here. You got I don't even know what you got out there. Well, we only even had like we, there was no room in Brooklyn. That one field was everything. Like I, I know, like because then okay. I eventually moved. New Jersey, and uh, I was like, "Wow, you guys have a field for football and baseball." And everyone was like, "Yeah, why? You didn't have that in Brooklyn?" I said, "No, it was soccer, baseball, football, whatever, all in one." You know, there was usually glass all over the infield. Um, oh no! You know, yeah, I mean, people just like party there on the, you know, uh, broke, you know, broke in uh, and just like, yeah, just to hang out on the field and have Heineken slide into a Heineken uh, glass pile <laughs> at third base. But I went to freshman tryout, and um, there was just there were men with mustache and huge quads. And I said, okay, yeah, right. not even going to bat. I'm just going to go home because I feel like a child. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, no, that was it. But I had friends that played and it was fun to watch. But uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, baseball is always the best sport. I don't care what anyone else says. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, yeah, man. So anything else? Uh, you know, I think actually I just want to get back on the point of you guys pushing out like major league evaluator uh evaluators getting hitched by major league teams i think that's so awesome that must be such a a big uh rush for you guys when you see someone oh it's awesome right? yeah, yeah absolutely that's so cool and like um you know how many is, is that total because it's not the first time that it's happened obviously oh no no right? we just had a bunch this week so that's why it was only cool that's thing. great I, I don't want to list names because I, I, I will leave somebody out and i don't i'll feel terrible about it but right. it's we're pushing probably 20 or so since we started in wow. the last four or five years, I think. And not only that, we have like, you know, Jeff Ponce is at Baseball America also, like not a team, but right. obviously everybody knows who Baseball America is, you know what I mean? So like, 100%. like we, we got guys, it's nice. It's nice to see we got guys running teams in the Cape, Cape Cod League and, and guys, you know, working perfect game and uh, PBR things as well. So like we're, we're everywhere now. Awesome. That's really fantastic. When, when you um, like, is there when people are out in their assignments working for you guys? Is there like a particular way you're you're like, um, you know, having them watch the games, or are they just using their skill set in their best ways and coming back to you guys with like their, you know, what they see? Like, how's that usually uh, well, work we, with stuff like that? We have obviously you're approaching us if you have an interest in 
You know what I mean? It's you, right. You you're coming to us with a leg up because you're already interested in doing that, right? So that obviously helps. You have the drive and and the desire to do it. But we, I, I'm not sure how many read it. I'm sure they all tell me they do, but they might not. We have a handbook that we do give to our evaluators with like little tips here and there that we've accumulated for years, written by some guys that are just kind of been pieced together by a bunch of different people that used to work at the site are currently with the site now little tips you know make sure you talk to you know talk to people at the right times interact with people introduce yourself to anyone and everyone know your name right. you know yeah uh where to where to sit where to dress people know these things but sometimes they want it spilled out for them. we'll give you little tips uh we have a little terminology book we'll give you for like if you're writing a report so you're not using the same i'm guilty of this i need maybe i need to read that but i use the same <laughs> saying like four or five words to describe something, but we have, you know, we have a little handbook that gives you an expansion vocabulary. I don't know. You, That's cool. it's, it's them doing the work. We'll give you a little tools to assist you and we give you a platform, which. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. It's important, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty excited about it. It's I'm not, I'm not at the stage in my life where I'm ever going to work for a team. I got kids and a, a career. You know what I mean? Like, but these younger guys coming out of college and, I get it scooped up pretty fast. It's awesome to see. That really is awesome to see. And it's it must be so cool. I mean, may, did it get you hooked when you were able to, like, evaluate prospects? And is it just that much fulfilling when, when you can nail a prospect than, you know, guessing what a 25-year-old major leaguer can end up doing? Like, is that why you, like, started to just get on that side of it versus the pro side? Or, like, what, what made you focus in on the um, prospect guys? Yeah, I think you kind of got it. Like, I mean, like, I'll use modern – I'll use, like, today's example. Like, everyone knows who Tyler Glasnow was as a prospect, right? I don't need to tell you how talented he was and is um, – I can mean you and anyone else can write about Tyler Glass now. We're going to tell you a hundred different ways on why he's good, but we're all going to tell you that he's good. Right. Right. But Johnny, but Johnny DeLuca doesn't have guys that write about not a lot of guys are writing about more so now because prospect space has kind of exploded, but like guys like Johnny DeLuca kind of, cause I'm just using him cause he's relevant today with the trade and all that. But like nobody writes about Johnny DeLuca's and nobody writes about the, um, Ryan Pepio's as much, you know what I mean? It's right. they're not first round picks. They're not um, Pepio might have been actually sorry, but you know what I mean. They're not the high draft picks. They're the guys that fall under the radar. The Dodgers develop talent. I mean, they're guys that pop up. Uh, we'll we'll talk about a lot of guys later on that don't have yeah. the quote unquote pedigree that others do. But pedigree gets you gets you to the gets you to a certain point. But after a certain while, if you results take over, yeah, right. The Luke is going to be the next Tommy Cutlet, but it's just going to be Johnny Cutlet instead. <laughs> oh man, that's cool. Right. But um, no, I'm, I'm I'm so excited for those guys. And I yeah, just, I mean, yeah, I'm not a self promoter. I'm not a self promoter at all. And but I just like our site getting people to that point. It makes me excited. Yeah. Absolutely. So what do you think about that trade for the uh raising Dodger side? It's um definitely fulfills the, you know, a Dodger um quest to I guess have the best player of the trade um for hopefully a playoff run and him be at his peak is their best, you know, that's a huge upshot, but on the downshot, you know, Pepio and DeLuca are both pretty solid players. 
Uh, yeah, no, it's, I think it's the classic win-win trade. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of how you want trades to be, right? The Dodgers are getting the best player. I don't think that's a secret with glass now, right? The best player in the trade. I mean, I don't think this is a hot take, but I think he's a top five pitcher in the league if he's able to pitch, right? On a, in a, on a per inning basis, how many starting pitchers do you want over glass now? Yeah. Probably not a lot, right? right? No, right. Yep. Um, it's just a matter of durability and staying on the mound with him. And in the Rays, you know, they signed him to that pre-free agency contract extension a couple of years ago, and they had no desire to ever pay him this $25 million they were going to pay this year. They knew he was going to get traded. It's always part of, part of the plan. Yep. Um, they're getting – they had they threw Margot in the deal to clear that $12 million or whatever is owed to him, and they're getting – give or take a couple of years, but they're getting about 10 years of DeLuca and Pepio, which, okay. That's uh, that's what the Rays want. They have pre-arb guys like that and major league ready guys like that. And DeLuca's going to step in and be the fourth outfielder until they maybe trade a Rosarena, which might happen this winter. Who knows? Um, Jose Siri and Josh Lowe are already two, you know, pretty good young group in the outfield. Um, I can't remember who posted it, but essentially like, there's been a lot of data out there with DeLuca, which I, I, I love how all that's becoming more and more public. Obviously, DeLuca is in the big leagues and AAA, so this is already out there. But the contact skills with the power, yep. uh, the speed, the good defense, there's not a lot not to like there. The only time he hasn't gotten is an opportunity. And I think either way he was going to get playing time this year because the Dodgers, if they do have a weak spot, it probably is their outfield. Um, so he was going to play if he didn't get traded. But I think in Tampa I like him a little bit better because – they're going to make room for him out there, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, excuse me. Okay. They're going to make room for him there, and he's going to play. And Pepio is interesting. I'm not a huge Ryan Pepio guy because he's the change-up, uh, fastball change-up cutter kind of guy. And I pref- I like my guys, my pitchers to be able to spin a breaking ball, and he doesn't do that, but maybe, you know, maybe he'll find something in Tampa. Yeah, I that's that would be the hope. I know, like last year, he made definitely at least a step up in not throwing, you know, a ton of uh, balls, and his ball percentage went like really down to help out his walk rate a little bit. So he was kind of interested. I mean, anyone who just looked at the surface numbers won't really look at the the left on base and the bat. But you know, definitely got a little lucky there. But um, I, I like I, I like the trade overall for both teams. I think, um, like you said, it's a win win. Your classic win win. Um, the Dodgers are looking scary. You know, everyone thinks it's like game over, and I mean, it it it, it looks like that, but it's still uh, a yeah. long time. It's still You're a long gonna time get Yamamoto, ahead. I think, too. So, oh boy, Yamamoto. I mean, uh, but I was just looking like so. I guess yeah. I mean, Yarbrough right now is the fifth starting pitcher, so he doesn't he doesn't put Sheehan out. He puts Yarbrough out if if they do get a Yamamoto. Right, I'm just right, like, right, right, right. I'm hoping because I'm like I got too many Sheehan to see that happen. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, that hey, would definitely wild. If they are un, they're unbelievably talented as always. They have the resources. They're paying Otani nothing. I, I guarantee you this extension for this year is what I mean. Two million dollars. Uh, I guarantee you this extension they get with Glasnow is going to reduce the twenty five million dollar number this year down to something else in exchange for future money. And you're going to have more money to play with, and it's going to be 
I don't want to say it's over this early in the offseason because we, as baseball fans, we know, I mean, the Diamondbacks were in the freaking World Series last year. So obviously anything can happen, but yep. <laughs> I don't like yeah. anyone else's chances. I'll, I'll take the Dodgers over the field right now if I had to pick for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not saying they're, they're, uh, they're not going to, you know, be good, but still so much uh, to be had. But it's, it's definitely, um, they're definitely doing it right, man. I mean, this is, this is what, we've been waiting for we've been hearing about oh they're gonna say for Otani and maybe they'll like the other thing was maybe they'll add Machado right before yeah um, right you know he signed his extension this was not the unexpected um definitely were moves they had to make their answering the call of of them you know falling short in the playoffs and just being the best team during the season and falling short in the playoffs and this is their quest to end that and uh it's cool you know I mean I you know, it, it's definitely not as easy, like, in, you know, like that whole dream team, super team impact and like definitely way right. easier in base uh, in basketball because, you know, there's only 12 guys in a team, five guys on a court. So those three, four super guys are making more of that impact. Baseball is such a huge, you know, way more team sport, more guys input into winning. But it's so sick to see. He's the one, two, three of uh, Betts, Freeman, Otani. Um, I mean, it really is nuts. And my brother was sending me these, like, who you know, who's the best one, two, three? And he's sending me all these combinations. I'm like, I can't believe you even wasted your time texting out those other names. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, mean, it's even it's, close. But, I mean, this, this is why they let Seeger and Turner go, so they can get underneath the tax and reset to do what they're doing now. It's always Sick. been like you talked about earlier. It's always been the plan. It's always Sick. been the plan. This so it's uh I really you know uh, again it's just I like when things are done you know in a you know in a way that we can all wow that's that that was sick even if you don't like it if you don't agree with it whatever you just have to admire like I think um, even the, the Yankees picking up Soto was a sick move like that I mean yes. just the fact I mean, that you got to be excited about that. Um, I, yeah yeah no I'm 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 a Mets fan I don't really. Oh, that's right. My fault. I knew. No, that. that's all good though. I'm not a Yankee. Well, you hater. but just, but uh, you 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 know all about how super teams might not work out there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, one thousand percent. I wouldn't even call that a super team, though. I mean, no, no, uh, super rotation. They thought they super, had. yeah, right. the super, yeah, yeah, the su- yeah. the super old rotation. Um, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They they gave them they gave them a little boost to their uh, reset their little uh, regroup. So. Sucks yeah, they did well. It's such a bummer. Really is a bummer. Yeah, I try not to get too high or too low with uh, my um, fan fan of the Mets, you know, but because they definitely take you into a lot of uh, lows. So, but that one really just stung because, uh, you know, I think he was going to make a big impact on the on the field, everywhere on the field too. So it's just, and, and, and he's just that, he seemed, you know, when he played and I was watching him in the majors, it just he was different than everybody else on the Mets. That was the thing. He was a different kind of player, like molded mm-hmm. into one, you know, free swinging, um, super fast, like electric hitting missiles, first batted balls of missile. And I was like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it, it, it had that Ellie flair, but on the Mets. Yeah. You know, to a, a little small, bit of O'Neill Cruz Right. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. I was like, wow, this is so awesome. And that's what. I, that's what I'm upset about. Like we don't get to see that, you know, part of uh, whatever he brings to the team is so different. Um, so, 
it is what it is, you know. I know them. Uh, that's it. It's the Mets training staff, though, man. Everyone says it's the training staff. Um, oh. And then the other thing, too, is like, they're like, oh, these, like, well, why are these kids playing? It's like, well, they play baseball. People play baseball. That's what they around. do. Especially That's what they do, like him, especially I mean? him too. Like, yeah, because they said, "Hey, you might have a shot at winning hundred uh, percent a job." Like, he's going out there to show them, "I am the guy for the job," and just to, to, just to knock that, like Acuna, I could maybe say, "Okay, dude, like, what are you doing?" But you still, just like, MVP, you could probably not play winter ball for the season, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you said, you know, like like you said earlier, like every little second. For you, is baseball. Can you imagine these ultimate, like these top guys who are just competitors? That's the thing. Oh, yeah. They're just no, ultra competitors. Imagine. You know, so they just want to be involved with something. I'm sure the Braves like, hey, man, you know, why don't you just pick up the show? But staying active, it just, you know, that worrisome for that injury risk, it just sucks. And uh, I guess that's another yeah. thing, being a Met fan, just seeing Edwin Diaz get hurt. And I mean, just terrible. You know, that was horrible. Uh, yeah, but, no, if it's not the WBC, it's winter ball, right? Right, right, yeah. And everyone was up in arms <laughs> over the WBC and not it's like the it's much it's much lessened now because there's the there's not as many eyes on the game at this point. Um right. All right, so we'll talk a little bit of fantasy prospect action. Um I just wanted to get right into talking about like is there anything you think that people put a little too much stock to into when they're evaluating prospects for redraft league mistakes that are commonly made just stuff like that i think it's a it's a it's a broad question but i especially with this year being like a kind of like a test the minor leagues are like a testing ground for about a lot of different um rule changes or, or whatnot this year so i, I think triple a performance is very overrated this year uh, okay. and i expect it to be going in next year as well because i mean you were at you were at the Arizona Fall League. I'm not sure if you were there for the Kyle Manzaro interview or not. Yes, uh, but he was talking about ABS strike zone. If you're not familiar, the automated balls and strikes zone that the umpire wasn't calling was not the umpire behind the plate was not calling balls and strikes. It was uh, it was uh, it was done electronically somehow, and he kind of adjusted his game around that zone. And there was a lot of reports. Like, there's a picture that I have highlighted in our later segment that we'll touch on more later. But there was a picture that in one of these organizations that could not pitch with that automatic strike zone. And that's why I think he's going to be in the big leagues next year because I think they're going to jump AAA. Uh, Jared Jones for the Pirates. He struggled mm-hmm. with the uh, he struggled with the automatic strike zone last year in AAA. I don't think they're going to send him back there again. I think he's going to break camp with the team because they don't want him to mess with that stuff anymore. Like I think it, it changes. It's calls. It's 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 weird to have that and then go to a major leagues that doesn't have it because the strike zones are so different. These hitters have to adjust. Pitchers are adjusting. Um, so I think AAA performance and then especially like this one's been around forever. But like even guys in the PCL, how how much value do you put in to a guy in Reno hitting thirty home runs in Reno? Like okay, cool. There's no ballpark like Reno in the big leagues. Like, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Not even Coors as far as home runs go. Like, or, or any of these other parks out in the Pacific Coast League, you always kind of got to be like, okay, take a step back and let's let's come back down to earth and look at these numbers a little bit. Um, and then, you know, other things, like, obviously minor leagues has different rules. Um, we saw different baseballs introduced. I'm sure we'll talk about Jackson Trio if, in a little, probably a little bit here. He's the perfect test case for this. Andrew Abbott. 
Remember how well he did in the Southern, in the Southern League when they had the, the pre-tack baseballs? Uh, he yep. picked up some yep. spin. He picked up some spin, and the stuff looked crisper. But one thing it did do is it builds his confidence because he's doing well getting guys out. And I think you can take that with you to the next level, which I think he did. He performed pretty well because he knows he can do it. So I think mindset, I think that helps a lot of the mindset thing. But a guy like Churio is the opposite direction. Uh, keep in mind, he's, he was the youngest player in minor league baseball in double A to start the season, double A or higher. He was 19 years old. There was no other teenagers at that level. Well, if there might've been, but he was, he was the youngest one. So he was already advanced there. Right. And then he goes to the, this league where they're throwing pre-tack balls at him um, that some pitchers love and some pitchers hate. It was a mixed bag. Like as far as everything I've read and heard and listened to players about the, the baseball and stuff. And everyone is kind of iffy about it, but he has, typical teenage issues of pitch recognition and maybe struggling against spin a little bit and picking it up off out of the hand maybe. And so now he introduces this baseball that makes it how much harder for him to do that now. So he's already dealing with a a little adversity that he shouldn't really have to deal with. And it kind of led to mechanical changes with Cherio. I I wrote his report for prospects live for the Brewers farm system. That's kind of coming out soon, probably next week. Um, And it goes into like, he altered his mechanics because he was getting beat by spin and he started stepping in the bucket old baseball term if you don't know what stepping in the bucket is kind of so you know you set a striding toward the pitcher he's stepping kind of a little bit toward third base yeah which which loses outside of the plate coverage yeah um so you kind of have to cheat right so then after you do that you kind of have to cheat guess breaking ball and all that stuff um so he but he was still performing at an above above average clip while this is going on then they flipped the baseballs back to the regular ones, and my man just exploded. It was probably the best hitter in the minor leagues for a stretch um, after they eliminated That's the pre-tag baseballs. So, like, I mean, it's – the minor leagues, I understand why they do it, and if there's a way to test rules, that's the place to do it is the minor leagues. Right. So I, yeah. I, I get it. I understand it. But, man, if, if, if it already wasn't hard enough to develop prospects, like – or to uh, – not develop, but to, to – you know, evaluate prospects and then they throw all that stuff at you. It's like, holy shit. Like how, how am I supposed to evaluate Andrew Abbott? And then you see the stuff for Abbott, like as he goes up to triple A, the stuff decreased a ton from double A because he didn't have those baseballs. He's still getting guys out. You know, everyone, Andrew Abbott had a pretty successful year. Uh, He turned into what everyone thought he would be when he got to the majors. But I mean, that's um, not here nor there, but it makes it a little bit harder to get to that point when you got those baseballs. Um, and then I think overall, um, teams are, I mean, you can, you speak to this, I mean, you've been a successful fantasy player, um, forever. It seems like, um, how pitching this year, pitching call-ups. Yeah. Um, they seemed like they were fine, right? But better than hitters, more impactful than hitters this year. Would you, would you say? I think so. Um, yeah, and 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 then and then there was the, this whole narrative too, because I guess because the amount of money that was being spent in Fab, like they that they weren't good or they weren't quote unquote worth it. But again, when you step back and look at what Bryce Miller did and even Andrew Abbott did versus just even some of the older veterans, they they came in and held their own, really. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> they did yeah. well. Gavin Williams, like, yeah, they weren't the maybe like what 
uh, I don't know. I think people get that number stuck in their head, and then they immediately think these guys are bust, and they're not actually paying attention to the actual baseball and the actual pitching they were doing. You know, I don't right. know. I was I was getting to a lot of that with uh, people because it just felt like there's like weren't paying attention really he's like this guy wasn't worth it i'm like what wasn't worth it he gave you 100 innings of a 4.2 era like that's hard to find no, off right. the wire <laughs> it's not easy no right but i think but a long story short is i think teams have have changed how they are pushing pitchers i think pitchers are getting yeah. pushed up more aggressively now because obviously the the, the the pandemic season has lingering effects on all of this right no yeah. minor leagues. That's a huge thing. I can't. I cannot stress enough. I mean, the 2020 draft is probably the worst draft in forever because I mean, teams didn't get to evaluate players for a dra- whole draft cycle. They kind of went off old old information and kind of whatever. And we saw this and like even the Rule Five draft this year sucked because it came from that draft. And like we're seeing, so there's obviously the talent deficiency there. And then um, we look at how pitchers are how teams are promoting guys if you have a major league so what the 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 thing that i've noticed teams seem to be getting into more is individual pitch grades as and getting kind of getting away from evaluating the pitcher as a whole and if they say hey well we got this guy rob uh he's he's got a really good slider but the changeup sucks uh let's get him up to the big leagues and you just throw fastball slider and 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 fuck the changeup you know that's what they're that's what they're doing now and it's working uh, so pitchers, I think, hmm. if they show any command and they're able to, to kind of have that one or two pitches, they'll just ride with that. You get f- four innings is better than no innings from or, – or, or four innings from my from my top prospect who I can develop and, and build up or better than signing some dude from AAA that's 35 years old to come in and throw four innings for me, whatever. You know what I mean? Like this, yes. the teams are teams are getting smarter. I think they're using the roster spots more efficiently, and I think – you know they're pushing pitchers more aggressively, and then there's always the, the worry about this thing right here, the elbow. Yeah. Why am I gonna have Mason? Why is Mason Miller gonna pitch in the minor leagues for me? If he's right. gonna throw limited innings, let's do it in Oakland. Forget it. You right. know what I mean? We can control it more. Uh, and mm-hmm. he's throwing bullets to actually mean anything, mean something to me, even though he's been injured throughout his history. Um, it was it, it was a perplexing. I was mad, so mad at myself for the offseason report because I Oakland was one of my teams. I I did and I I didn't push Miller high enough because I was like, oh, it's gonna be a little bit. It's got to build up. Got to build up. And then they called him up. I was like, God damn it! Because I should have had yeah. that. I, was, I even that not even crossed my mind. Like he's a guy they might shove just because. Of, and they did. And it pissed yeah. me off because I should have been on it. But that's just a me story. But teams are getting smarter and teams are pushing guys like that. Yeah. And I think it's. It's showing don't up waste the well. bullets. Yeah, don't waste the bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to that extent, which is also the same line of thinking as um, people like, oh, they're gonna put him in the bullpen already. And it's like, but to your in that same statement of let's have him, you know, throw for us in the major. That's let's have him just throw in general, right? If he's not gonna like last as a starter, just at, at least get you know 70, 80 innings or whatever sparingly here and there, two innings there, three innings there. Who knows? You know, whatever it is, just to get him on the field and keep him on the field. You know, um, I think yep. uh, I think a lot of people are upset about that, but I mean, you have a talented arm like that. You want to see him pitch for your team so if that's the best he'll be route. starting for who he'll be starting for them in 2025 yeah i think so, so I, think, I think i think that'll be the 
you know, the, um, the trajectory for him. Um, but that's, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, this was the first year I was really, um, you know, about, you know, just doing on the Patreon, just diving into mm-hmm. guys that were called up, you know, rookies and, uh, prospects and pitching and just, you know, really trying to get quick on the actionable guys, the guys that are going to be on fab soon. And, you know, even from the guy from all the way, like a Bryce Miller to like a Reese Olsen, guys like that, it was just fun to yeah. try to try to evaluate. And now it's easier, you know, well, not easier. A lot of people say it might be even harder to evaluate the stack cast numbers too, because it's too much information, but, you know, just having all that stuff at your disposal now and trying to, you know, um, Say, okay, so what does this mean for this pitcher now in the major leagues? And how is this repertoire going to p- play up? And then, as you mentioned, um, you know, with the strike zone being so different, I think, one yeah. of, you know, you know, one of the articles J- uh, Jay-Z wrote, um, the, the pitchers were coming from the minors and having better walk rates than the minors when historically mm-hmm. that's not, the, you know, the case. You know, it goes the other way around. And like you said, it just kind of makes it a little harder to uh, maybe evaluate um, all the way around, especially for fantasy, because, you know, I think a lot of people might see Jared, like I, you know, I remember James Anderson bringing up Jones earlier, um, you know, in the season and like, you know, for a draft and, and I'm like, oh, so um, I'm like, oh, this guy really has everything. But look at this walk rate, you know, and it, you have to get that out of your head a little bit, right? You just like almost want to just, strike that walk column from you know like just looking at all the swing yeah. strike on all the different pitches and i'm like holy like moses and you just have to kind of blind that walk column from your head and just like you said you know just having teams like fuck it like we're not going to put this guy in the same spot fuck with his head or you know just, just yeah. get him on the field well you don't you want know, him like, to change who he is because right yeah that's the biggest thing, and, and, and point. at the end of the game at the end of the at the end of the day you're going to do what you need to do to get results right. you're not going to if a team's telling you to keep throwing this pitch and you keep getting beat, you're gonna you're you're not gonna keep doing it because you're tight. You're a competitor. You're not gonna want to get beat. That's so they don't want to. I mean, like Jones is a guy with you know a big fastball, mid nineties, with two two really good above average, maybe even plus breaking balls. And like, and the thing with him, if you even pull up his AAA numbers, like, yeah, he walked a lot of guys, but he was still missing a ton of bats. Right. So like you still want that like and you don't want to ruin him so I that's why I, I'm really high on him I think the Pirates are doing great things with their arms and I I, I really think he's going to help them and I think he's he's really nasty so I think if he's not going to be a starter I think he's a closer for them eventually so I I, I like mm-hmm. him a lot I love Jones but like he's a guy that falls into that and it's a perfect example of what we're talking about the, why would the Pirates send him back to AAA Yeah what is he going to do Right, fall into a, fall into a trap there. No, they're going to bring him up and let him pitch at the big league level and get big league hitters out because he can't. I just took Marco Gonzalez in the last round of my draft and hold, baby. That's fine though because Marco's <laughs> I gonna, know Marco's going to throw 140 innings. I don't know what you're going to get, but <laughs> he's he, like he was a, <laughs> that morning. He's too, I, I was yeah, I know. I I always had a good. I always picked him up too on fab you know when he had like weeks you know weak starts weak opposition and he was just a guy that would never garner any sexy attention and, oh, <laughs> and npc fab you can easily get him for a dollar all the time no one likes the marco gonzalez types we get it um i, and I, I like mo- marco cardinals former cardinals first rounder yeah 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 that's right wow and i, I tyler that, o'neill trade really that, full circle yeah wow <laughs> 
I was, uh, I think I was in like the 48th or 49th round and, um, I was just skimming through, I get the MLB newsletters, you know, to the, um, the inbox every morning, you know, whenever they write their stories, um, but each, each team and I'm thumbing through the pirates one and it says, Marco Gonzalez is going to drive line. I was like, oh, now, now I'm definitely putting him in for the round 50 Q. <laughs> Marco's going to go from 88 to 89 and a half and be dominant. Um, it's a lot more expensive now. He could have just gone to drive line while he was in Seattle. That's where at, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> oh man. Fucking historical. No, uh, but, um, Mariners though, Mariners do good things, but we, no, not Marco Gonzalez though. He was an innings eater until he wasn't right until he got hurt. So yeah, like, yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, fifty rounds. Yeah, I was like, let's yeah, go, yeah. let's get, let's get to me some quality innings. I, I just need twenty innings from him, like when I really, really down to the last scraps. Otani San glassed out trade, and everyone's got that. Major League Baseball fever right now. If you got a draft itch, you can grab your rally caps. Get right back into the action on Underdog Fantasy. Right now, the easiest place to play fantasy baseball. You can check out their live best ball called the Bullpen. You could draft a team for the whole 2024 MLB season. It's a best ball format. So all you do is join the bullpen, draft a team. That's it. No waivers, no trades, no in-season management. You draft 20 players and get the best cumulative scores in your starting lineup. You get three pitchers, three infielders, three outfielders, one flex. Each week of the regular season, getting started is very simple. You go to underdogfantasy.com, sign up with the promo code PULLHITTER, and Underdog doubles your initial deposit of up to 100 bucks. The bullpen has a $75,000 in total prizes. It's only 5 bucks to enter. So get in the game now, underdogfantasy.com. Get that first deposit doubled when you enter the PULLHITTER promo code, and you're getting the bullpen today. Keep so all right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through some draft and hold prospect targets. Um, I gave you a little exercise against high level prospects, some mid rounders, and some late darts. And for the high level guys and the mid rounders, we're just gonna go three up and three down. We'll talk about some players you may be into and out of. And for the late round guys, we're just gonna do some three bats, three arms, and um. Yeah, so let's get into it right now. So let's start off with those high-level prospects. Um, and you could start wherever you want to go with it. Yeah, well, this one is – I'm not trying to break any news here by being a, a fan of this guy. Um, but I think we all love Noel B. Marte. And I think his overall skill set is is going to be very enticing, especially in that ballpark. Um, you're paying for it, though, if you draft him. You are. Um, but – that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. I mean, he showed what he could do. He hits the ball hard. The most surprising thing about Noelvi Marte is like he's actually a burner too. He's quite fast for how big he is. Yeah. And I hate throwing these numbers around because they're the first ones that come back at you when you when when the player sucks. But I mean, he's a he's a thirty twenty candidate if everything breaks well. Oof. Like he's. It's, it's that type of talent in that ballpark, Great American Small Park, where you can just lift the fly ball on the pull side for a homer. Uh, that was one of my best calls ever, by the way. Spencer Steer, I drafted him everywhere last year. Uh, even at the Baseball HQ rookie draft, I picked up Spencer Steer because the batter ball profile in that park, and he took off. And it worked out. I, I celebrate my mm -hmm. wins. I don't have very many. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, I liked Spencer Steer a lot, a lot that year. and I, I mean, Noelvi Marte now is um, – I don't know what your thoughts on Marte are, but I, he's 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 a fun player, and I, 
you're going to pay for it. What's the ADP now? It's got to be something nuts. Um, so in the last right. 10 drafts, and this is just dating back to November 18th, um, he's going 146 overall. His early is 132, mm. and his late is 171. That's around Tyro Strada, Santander, um, uh, Cedric Mullins, TJ Friedel. See, okay, so it very much depends on your build. Because very if, you much have right. a, if you have a steady top four picks like where you're going where you're going floor your floor is locked in then maybe yep. you can kind of shoot the moon on Marte. but if you have a lot of other high upside guys that are high variant guys you probably want to sit Marte out um, totally right it definitely should be <laughs> no definitely should be build dependent um i just recently got him in a uh in a dc at pick 171 um and just like you said, I had uh Tatis, Harper, uh Stott, Naylor, yeah, I mean, Ian Happ, and I'm like, okay, I have guys who play every day, the solid skill sets. I'm like, I'm just going for it, <laughs> you know. And it's yeah, it's, it's what, and it's also too, it's built it's built dependent. It's also um like where you go for third baseman. So he's like right before Cabrian Hayes and. Paredes. So it's like, you know, you can you might like one of those guys a little more and wait. Um, and then it's Muncie, so it's a same same kind of profile there. And then you know, then there's there's not another pick until the two hundred. So, um, you know, he I think I think people are aggressive with him for multiple reasons, and one of the reasons is definitely because like where he goes, like we said, it's just that it's the spot where there's a lot of meh laying around. There's a lot of specialty guys, or there's a lot of guys mm-hmm. that like oh like this is where guys go back for. They're pictured and it's Montgomery and Bassett and it's like, you know, and it's like, or you can go sexy and get Noelvi. And I know people are definitely concerned with the the PT because you know they have thousands of good players there. But um, I think I think the oh. talent speaks for itself, you know. Um, and and like you mentioned, um, the speed and the powers off the wall. I just I just like contact. Had... The contact is the most important thing, and that's there too. Like, right? It's not a yeah. Yeah, it's it's. It's a lot, and I think the the obviously the the Reds of all teams go out and sign Candelario, like yeah. to clog up the the infield even more. But I think the big loser of that deal is Encarnacion. I think he's the one that sits. I think Marte is a dynamic player. You're not going to sit Noelvi Marte, in right. my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I like that. So I, I, I think, that. and I think, I think, I think, I think Encarnacion is going higher than Marte. I think, which is nuts to me but so maybe i'm missing it no i i mean i like to look at the rolling average graph too and you could just see his his zone contact flew up um the woba flew up by this is marte right yeah 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 yeah. the the, the o-swing rose a little bit but i'm never too concerned like about that as a singular item you know like it's and and it's still gonna strike you need the whole picture with that yeah you do i've i've always thought about that i think people people um refer to O swing without other context. Like I always like to look at zone minus O because, you know, sometimes you'll get away with swinging out of the zone if you're still smart enough to know when to swing in the zone, you know? <laughs> and and mm-hmm. it's, you need that whole picture. And with him I I know I was like doing my dive for the that pick and it's like all right, you know, let me get into Marte like just a little bit deeper. And I looked at the rolling average graph. I'm like, oh this is Palmsdale. I looked at his rolling average graph um for the minor league too, uh, which is 
cool because again that stuff's available and like i'm like oh okay yeah. so he needs to just pick it up every time he starts a new level um and then like one thing i added to my leaderboard this year is just like something simple it's like max ev plus max sprint speed just for you know i know that doesn't he's gonna me, pop on that he's, he's gonna pop on that list. he's 14th overall in major league baseball um <laughs> and again this is not like the uh like it doesn't mean it's an order of who's the best but it's ellie de la cruz no, no. acuna springer machado otani j-rod buxton burger o'neill cruz mauricio matt olsen mike trout noelvi Monte. so that's a that's a fairly good list of baseball players <laughs> and it's like yeah, he's on it you know so yeah. i totally yeah. get that no, and i think too is like he's gonna be the kind of guy i think if you like if you really are the guy for Marte, i think you'll see some min picks in draft like he might be in a main event come that time and unless like you know something breaks that he's not going to start with the team or whatever just given that the team is right now i think he's the kind of guy that will can rise just because people are like i want I want to hit this home run, you know, like I want that 30, 20, like you mentioned that possibility. And I think he's going to be really, really uh, tough not to draft come that time. Yeah. I'm going to, um, he's, he's, uh, he checks all the boxes I'm looking for when I'm looking for young hitters, to be honest. Yeah. That's sweet. It's yeah. He's, he's one of my favorite prospects and it's, it's uh, good to see him performing well, even though he's on a division opponent for me, but <laughs> that's true. Um, I get to pick on another. Do you want to go with another up, or do you want to go down? You you do it, man. This is your session, so you you roll with it. However, okay. where you want to I'll give you a, I'll give you a top prospect that I'm not as high on for this year. All right, here we go. And that is going to be Pete Crow Armstrong. Okay, all right. Cubs. Um, I know he's getting a lot of buzz, and I know technically right now, without them adding anybody, he's looks like a starter, but. I don't see it yet. I think there's some swing, swing immaturity there with like swing decisions and the overall contact rate. And I think against lefties, he's going to be exploited a little bit. I'm all in on what he can do long term. I think the glove is elite in center field. We saw some circus catches in his 15 game sample last year in, in Colorado. I think of all places. Um, yep, showing how he can play like an absolute can play the absolute shit out of major league center field. I'm a sucker for up the middle players that can play all over, like all, all around, well-rounded players that can play up the middle. You can might as well tattoo them on me because that's that's my that's my <laughs> my jam. Those type of players, and he's very much is that type of guy. But this year, I just don't see it. I think, I think the Cubs were right to rush him up last year because he helped them defensively and on the bases, which they need. Well, he's supposed to help them on the bases. He made a couple had mistakes that contributed to their collapse, but only people like me pay attention to that because I'm, <laughs> I'm in Chicago and I'm not a Cubs fan, so I get to hear all of it. But um, <laughs> my thing with PCA is um, I think the power is limited, and I think eventually in like peak seasons, I hate throwing numbers out there because people take it as gospel, but I think he's a 20 homer, 30 steal type of talent. I just don't see the bet and the and like a decent batting average, but I think this year the batting average floor is non-existent in a bad way. And I see a lot of red flags for this year for PCA that I do not want any part of. All right. Um, no, that's, that's, that's fair enough. And, um, you know, he seems to definitely like had some, uh, like zone contact chase issues as he got up the ladder, that's, you know, that's what I look at. Yeah. And that's, 
And um, also, too, it seems like he like he has swinging strike rates uh, about 20% on both breaking pitches and off-speed pitches, 27% on off-speed pitches. So it seems like he battled them up pretty good, but it just seems like he definitely is going to struggle with that. He doesn't have level. enough power to get away with yeah. that kind of whiff. Right, right, and, correct. And I think, like, I'm just trying to feel, like, where's he going ADP-wise? So right um, now he's in the three uh, – in the last ten drafts, he's going three three twenty, um, as early as two oh six, and as late as four oh one. Um, I got him. What, what outfield there is he? What is he ranked in the outfield? Uh, I'm trying to find him on this list. Uh, oh yeah. Da, 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 da. Why am I not? Find? He's so he's seventy seventh on the list I have for outfield. Yep. Yep. Like, I that's far too early. I'll just wait and I'll take like. Sit on Raffaella for Boston, or mm-hmm. I'll take uh, Drew Waters. Drew Waters from Kansas City, who I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities there. I know, like, I know, James and him, uh, like, Dylan full... just brought him up too. And as soon as they said that, I'm like, exactly, at the similar profile, and 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 yeah, I don't know because totally maybe makes people... sense. Those two guys are much smarter yeah. than me, so I they get credit for it, not me, but no, and, but I think it is too, call. like. I think that gap too is because Steamer only has Waters down for 230 plate appearances. And I think maybe people are using that Ooh. as a guide. And I just don't see him getting 230. He had 337 just this past season. I know there's a ton of swing and miss with him too, but he pounds the ball when he hits it. And he's, yeah, he, he did a good, yeah. you know, 10% bow rate, 112 max EV, he plays a good outfield. There's no way he's going backwards yep. in playing time for KC. So I think that's what people might be looking at. Like, and again, not that, you know, I know that several different places do their roster resource on fan graphs. Like Jason works his ass off to do that. So it doesn't mean yeah. he's always right or he's always wrong, but sometimes like the playing time there dictates the way people draft and um yeah set, you know he has no sources but with... this isn't a knock on jason he does a good job but he's doing it on his own he's not teams aren't telling him to put those guys there like right. it's what he's doing right like great point yep yep and like yeah so he does a really I good job i'm not saying he doesn't but it's interpretation like you like right. you mentioned like it's it's his and i sometimes i disagree with a lot of what he says also like and i think you're right i think the waters thing why wouldn't Kansas City play him? He provides you with, especially if they trade Melendez, which seems like it's a possibility of happening. That opens up an entire because they're going to play Velasquez. On really? The oh, um, I didn't hear that. Is he? Huh? It's Melendez it's been out there. Um, I if I was a team, I would take a shot because I think they botched his development a little bit. So I would maybe if I was a team, poke around there and be like, okay, that sounds good to me. You know what I mean? But. Right, um, right. Hmm, interesting. But, yeah, that. But um, yeah, so I see, I see the risk in PCA for sure. Um, I, I've done, you know, about six draft champions in. I got one PCA. I took one shot with him. So I mean, I, uh, I definitely see the warnings there. Um, wasn't comfortable making a pick. It was also to uh, a, a spot where. Um, it was just a team where I just void and not void completely, but I got CJ Abrams early in the draft and I just got a little too comfortable with stolen bases. And I was like, all right, I got to try to make 
I got to try to get some who might give me some. And I needed an outfielder. It was just a perfect storm. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go with it. Don't feel great with it because I see the warts. But, you know, hopefully you just get the PT and get me something. But, yeah, I know. It's scary. And then I hear James and you and Dylan talking about how he's not going to make it. And I feel like, okay. Now I, need listen to that. I need to listen okay. to James and Dylan talk about it then because they're smarter than me. So, um I'm sure they have good things to say. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So who's your next uh, guy that you in on? High level guy. So, so um, he's high level in my eyes, okay. um, but he's actually pretty cheap down the NFBC boards right now. I think Colson Montgomery for the White Sox. Oh, beautiful. Um, I, I really liked what I saw in Arizona. Um, yeah, and Paul DeYoung is not going to stop Colton Montgomery from being the man <laughs> if it's time. No offense to Paul DeYoung, uh, former Redbird and Cardinal. Uh, I went to Illinois State. He went to Illinois State, so I can't talk too much crap about him. But um, <laughs> Colton Montgomery for me, man, he's uh, really good juice, really good power. Um, I think people knock him for being unathletic and like it couldn't be further from the truth. If you have ever have a free minute. YouTube, uh, look, look up on YouTube, Colson Montgomery basketball highlights because that dude can flat out play hoops. He's from Indiana, yeah. so that's what they do. Okay. Like, yeah, he is a really good basketball player, like, legit. Like, so people say, oh, he's a not a good athlete. Bullshit, he's not. Um, I saw him do that in the basketball game. So, um, but no, like, he's, I, I just like Montgomery. I think he's going to be plugged into that spot. It might not be an opening day thing, though. So you're going to have to make ultimate, ult, alternative arrangements mm-hmm. uh in most leagues but i i think he's worth a, a lot higher pick than where he's going now and if i'm looking at it correctly i think he's going unless you have it in front of me i'm trying to find it but uh last 10 drafts he's 510 um average oh, as, yeah as early as 433 as late as 577 so uh, that's a good spot for yeah me, for sure i mean he's a top 20 prospect for me in baseball like Mm-hmm. I hate the comp game because people are nuts about it, but like he looks like Corey Seager, like the build wise, like that's what you're hoping to get, something like that. Right. The only thing you're not going to get, you're not don't count on speed. And a lot of people like don't want to draft middle infielders that don't offer a speed component, which I totally get. But you're not drafting him as a middle infielder; you're drafting him as a bench piece when you're drafting him in the 500s. So. <laughs> Right, you know what I mean. So yep. you take take what you can get there. You tell me if I'm off base with that, but that's the way I look at it. Um, yeah, and I mean, uh, I've heard that before. I'm not really. I guess I don't pay attention to it too much because I just feel like speed is speed. You'll get it wherever. Um, obviously, you'd want it from your middle infielder too. Yeah, but I'd love it from my corner infield too if you can get it. You know. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. It's just, uh, it's just, if someone is good enough to roster, I think you'll find a way to, you know, build a team around them. But um, yeah, I mean, I've heard the Seager comps. Um, the the Steamer six hundred has him as like the ninth best player WRC plus wise. Um, For who? Um, Montgomery. I miss Montgomery. Yeah, nice. there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, Steamer Six Hundred has him for fourteen and four, four fourteen homers, four stolen bases, two twenty six average, but uh, you know only a twenty four percent K rate. So I mean, 
that'll work. Uh, I'll take the over on the home runs if that's the K rate, then. So. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. Down. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like you said, Paul DeYoung is not gonna, um, not gonna stop him from that. It's. I think you made a. You know, you you said it earlier that the teams are getting smarter. They really come to their senses of of is the. There's there's no use in the retreads anymore. It's just get the young kids up, get them involved. You find a way to pay them early if they're good or whatever. That'll work itself like out, you know. And now with the compensatory yeah. picks and whatever that they can get for having prospects up, it's just it's just worth it. You're getting younger, you're getting better, and ultimately, you know, I think teams are smart enough to do that for sure. I like it. I agree with all that. Um, right. Now I guess we'll do somebody that we're a little bit down on. Yeah, go ahead, go for it. Um, again, that's this year only. Although I guess I could, I might be the low man long term on this guy too, and I'm okay. fine with wearing that. But Jordan Lawler. Oh, um, here Arizona. we go, juicy. Um, he very good player, I think. But like in Arizona right now, they just went out and got Suarez to play third, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he's gonna play. They're paying him to play. Perdomo at shortstop. You're not taking that glove away. Uh, and the speed component he offers. He actually saw he wasn't performed offensively better than I thought he ever would. I I saw Perdomo play probably 65 games in the minor leagues. Like that, he was in Kane County, which is the closest part to me. Jazz Chisholm was him was before that, and I kick myself every day for not being higher and more vocal about how good Jazz Chisholm was when he was at that level because he was awesome. Um, but Perdomo was good too, kind of followed him up and saw him play a lot. He was just consistently always involved in everything. A really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the Diamondbacks feel the same way. Uh, he was the shortstop on a team that went to the world series. So like, they're not going to be in a rush to replace him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kettle Marte is the second baseman. So there's that avenue is closed. Marte might be their most skilled player, you know, besides Moreno, who will, I would probably die for Gabriel Moreno. I love that guy so much. But Marte's only other position is like center field, but they've got Alec Thomas out there. And, you know, so if you look at Lawler, it's kind of – there's no real easy spot, assuming health, for him to break in somewhere. And even on top of that, um, the batted ball data really doesn't pop. Um, It's not bad, per se, either. I don't want to mix – I don't want people running with that and saying it's bad because it's not bad. But the better ball data doesn't pop. It doesn't. Nothing jumps out. Um, he's been young for the level and productive and throughout his minor league career, and I think he's going to be a solid major leaguer. I just don't see a star. I think people wanted to push him up as a star with some of these other shortstop prospects. I don't think he's that type of guy. I think he's a guy that turns into a you know, you look up 10 years later, he's he's still in the major leagues and he's starting for a team that's competitive, but not great. Like that's the kind of guy I think he is. Okay. Like I think he's a solid, really solid regular, but not a, not a MVP candidate, not an all-star type guy. Just a nice guy to have. That's kind of where I view Waller. Um, I w- I'm curious to see what you guys' thoughts are because someone like I'm, I'm so, especially this type of year, this time of year, I have my blinders on because I'm writing my <laughs> off-season reports and I don't want to – read what Rob wrote, which changes my opinion of something, and I'd write someone else's words down, because I'm panicked, like, you know what I mean? Someone, whoa, you stole my report. I didn't. That's how, that's the world we live in now. <laughs> the world, um, yeah. yeah. So, I, um, I don't I don't read anybody's stuff, which which sucks, because I love reading prospect stuff, because I'm so locked into mine, but I might be way off base on Lawler, but that's how I see him. Um, 
Yeah, I just tell me, tell me that I'm an idiot. Tell me I'm wrong. No, I mean, I, I mean, it, it, it doesn't. Just looking at the stackhouse stuff from AAA, I know it was only. It doesn't pop. Like, it doesn't pop. It, it's fine, right. but it's not. Yeah, it's fine. It, it wasn't that many. It was only fifty-seven batted ball events, so you know that's not a ton, but it's you know, um, it's okay. I just like you said though, I don't see the PT for redraft that warrants no not no not at all. and that's the thing like i you know i still think there's a lot to see like i haven't seen a ton from him in general so i would like to see him a little bit more um but they instantly you know sat him versus uh righties that was like an instant thing they didn't even give him a chance yep. uh yeah, and he not. didn't play at all in the playoffs not that huge that like oh yeah throw jordan law in there but there were some times where maybe um, you know, like some some of the pinch hits too. I'm like, well, how about you just see if this stud prospect of yours uh got something in him? It can give you a spark. But no, they never went there. Um, I just like you said, I don't see Perdomo coming off a shortstop. He's apparently too. What I've heard from Corbin Carroll talk about on a couple of the podcasts he's been that he's they ex him. So now with Longario, uh, Longoria gone, who's who's the who's the clubhouse leader? And the first guy he said was Adomo. You know, he's oh, the wow. first first guy he mentioned. He goes, he's one of our guys. Like he's in, he's involved in everything. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know. And that's well, no, that's, a, that's big, a huge thing. Yeah, it's a huge thing. And I mean, yeah, granted, Adomo can be a guy that moves around because he has that capability. But I don't think it's just where he's going right now, Lawler. I just like. You know, Zach Neto's going 10 picks later. I'll take him 100% of the time over Jordan Lawler. Um, I think he's going to oh, lead yeah. off. You know, he's going to lead off. And yeah. he's, he showed uh, great great quality of contact, great swing decisions, and he just got hurt. That was his whole thing last year. Like, if, if Zach Neto doesn't end the season getting hurt, he's he's going way higher. Um, and, and that's the thing, I think, because, like, if you're drafting Lawler to be, you know, there's, like, a group of shortstops here at 257 JPC, 267 Lawler, 277 Neto, and then there's, you know, Tim Anderson and then Ahmed Rosario. So you're making a decision. I think maybe mm -hmm. that's why he's even going that high. Maybe it's because guys are like, oh, I still think he's a starting shortstop quality, and they grab him as one of the last ones. But I think, if anything, he's in a draft and hold. He should just be like your third or fourth middle infielder. Um, in total, not like backup, but you know, in total, just just in case, you know, if you want to take that chance. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't see. I ha I haven't um, picked them in a draft champion. I picked them in one gladiator in the last round. It was just like a diversity, like, like a diversification thing. It was just a a mm -hmm. what if thing. Again, like like I mentioned before, it was part of a build where it was a stable skill set. Listen, I. Came in fourth overall in the Gladiator format last year, and I got like you know a hundred fucking twenty plate appearances from Gene Segura. So uh, maybe maybe Jordan Lawler gives me something better than that. Uh, that's the only hope. But I, yeah, I think he's. I think at the ADP right now, I'm hundred percent out on Lawler. Yeah, it's. Uh, I still like him a little bit long term. Like you mentioned, I don't. I like. I don't think he's gonna be a star, but you know, I think he's gonna be fine. But I, I agree right. with everything you said, and and. I think, and even the upside isn't all that loud for this year. Like, even if he does get a full-time job and run with it, like, is he Zach Neto? Best case, right? Like, I think so. 
I mean, you know what it, I mean. So then, why yeah. not just take Neto later? <laughs> yeah, like you mentioned, like it doesn't make any sense. Demar Stockton had Lawler for thirteen homers, nineteen stolen bases, and a two thirty four average with a um one no sorry an eighty three WRC plus. And for Neto, it's um. Fernando has 101 WRC plus, 20 homers, 11 stolen bases, and a 250 average. So, uh, no not that projections of the uh, be and all, you know, be be all end all, but no, they know, aren't. Um, there was a specific skill set that Neto showed last year. I thought that was really impressive. Like I said, just before he got hurt, you know, he slid, and I think he he literally like uh, broke his back, like Mike Tyson did, <laughs> and there. Still the best. That's sorry, I don't know why. I just saw that clip the other uh spinal. Well, yeah. yeah, spinal. spinal. <laughs> the best thing ever. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I could watch that so many times. Oh yeah. my god. No. <laughs> if you need a good laugh in the day, you know, if, if the the world news is making you feel like it's gonna end soon, just fucking watch Mike Tyson say spinal. No. But but back to back to what you were saying though. And even the thing with Lawler is, like, they didn't go to him last year, right? right. They had opportunities. They didn't use him. Zach Neto is going to be on a really bad baseball team next year. And like you said, he's probably going to hit first, if not second. Yeah. If Lawler does manage and things do break the way where he literally breaks because he's going to need injuries, if something does happen and he gets in the lineup, he's going to be hitting eighth or ninth. He's not going to be hitting the one or two. So, like, that even solidifies it even more. So, like, you have to look at how managers use guys and how – when they do get exposed, like, and like the PCA thing, like David Ross last year wanted no part of him. He got Ross isn't there anymore, but right. you know, so I was like, Oh, cool. Maybe a little uptick for PCA in Chicago with council, but you know, PCA is a different story, but like managers change managers. Opinions change, but when it's the same guy, he didn't use you last year. Why is he going to go to you now and put you a lead off? That's not going to happen. It's not a reasonable thing. Right. So, um, Staying, staying on the on on the Diamondbacks real quick with with the batting order, one thing that I guess um, just just like pulled me back. Um, I I love Corbin Carroll. I love everything about him. He's a monster. Um, he he he's a monster. Um, but he spent a lot of the season batting sixth and seventh versus lefties, and that's just like <laughs> something that pulled me back a little bit from like wanting to draft him over J-Rod or Tucker or, you know, like not to say he's not worth it because mm-hmm. I, I, I absolutely have taken him up there again, just getting a piece of everybody from doing multiple drafts. And I love his skill set. I took him, I was aggressive with him last year, not in main events, but in a couple of uh, draft champions, especially like the 400. And I believed it, but like, does, does the batting six or seven first lefty, like worry you at all you just think that's that's not going to be happening for like this year i think he's probably outgrown that that right um but yeah i, I think a lot of what you're saying is correct and, but you gotta remember too i think the guys that hit in front of him were like guriel and he's not there right now uh probably True. won't be back um tommy fam probably toward the end of the year and fam's also huh. a free agent like um they have a very left-handed hitting outfield so like they do they do. I, you're not going to put. You're obviously not going to platoon Corbin Carroll with these other guys. You might, um, but if they don't add anybody, they're going to. Those other guys will drop lower, and and you'll leave Carroll. At, I think you just got to leave him at the top of the order. You want him to get more at bats. I mean, he showed he's an MVP candidate. Oh, so I like, know. It's just 
you know, but I think even, so like even just August, right? August, we'll just go from August 30. He let off versus the lefty, bat a second versus the lefty, bat a second, bat a second, bat a second, bat a second. Then he sat, bat a second. So he's getting plenty of TV. Then it's there August, we go. August 21st, he sat versus the lefty. 24th, he started, but he batted seven. Then he started, batted seven. Then he started, batted sixth. Then he started, batted seventh. Started, batted seventh. This is September now, September 7th. September 13th, he sits versus the lefty. Um, so he's so this doesn't make. I don't know. So I'm just, looking at his. I'm looking at his splits. Don't cheat because I don't. I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What do you think he hit against lefties last year? Just by looking at that. Uh, oh, batting average. Um, I want to say two. Take a guess. Two eighty-three. Jeez. And, and he hit two eighty-six against righties, and they, that's really weird how you handled it because you would think there'd be a big split difference, but there really isn't. I know. I mean, <laughs> the power, I mean, there's a power yeah. difference, but I mean, whatever, yeah. you know, you that's the thing. There's a power difference. That's the thing. The, uh, the OPS plus versus lefties is 97. So what? It's, it's, yeah. it's 118 overall. I mean, you, you, you're not gonna, I mean, but it's just, it, it's not me being too concerned. It's like you said, it, it's just the coach and it's just, is that going to continue? Because not that it's going to take up a, a whole bunch of volume, but that is volume, you know, like it's, it's, yeah, sure. it's like J-Rod and Wit, they're like batting one and two every single day. That doesn't waver and they're not sitting. So those adds up the 50, 60 plate appearances might add yeah, up. They and that's, yeah. yeah they so do. that's, so that's the one thing I guess that I just have a little bit of a concern over Cal, even though I know he should be in there. <laughs> I just don't know if it's going to happen. You know, I think it should, yeah. but um, anyway. But all right, so what are we doing? One, one more down guy, or, or what are we up to right now? I forget. We got one, one more up guy. Okay, um, what do you got? And I'm picking a name. He's probably searching out draft boards, but there was a recent transaction that it might push him back down. I'm going Willier Abreu with the Ooh, Red Sox. Beautiful, I like it. Um, I have ridden the Tyler O'Neill experience for the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> and I am not worried about O'Neill taking plenty of time away from Obreu. Um, I, I think the Boston outfield right now is Duran and then question marks. You know, she's going to play left or DH, right? And then O'Neill, O'Neill could probably play right field because he's decent enough outfielder. But I think when Obreu, though, is going to get playing time because he showed enough just being what he should last year. I mean, the batting ever doesn't pop, but like he, he altered his mechanics. It's really good to actually come back and find something you can pinpoint and say, well, this is different. His swing is different and the power popped up in a big way. He's already been a really good plate skill guy. Uh, the, the approach is there. He's got a little of the substance of speed to his game. Um, OBP, he might platoon, which I doubt it, but it's with the way that team's built, maybe like a Rob Ref Snyder. Yeah. I don't know why he would do it, but whatever. But, like, okay, well, Bray, you're still going to be on the strong end of the platoon. You're not paying for him in the top 250 or anything like that. So I think I would take a shot on a Bray. I, I like the power speed. I like the OBP skills. Um, they targeted him from Houston in a reason for a reason when they made the trade. Like, right. I, I like him a lot. Um, I'm curious to what your thoughts are on a Bray. I mean, I I I like him overall. I mean, I know when he came up last season um, for Fab, and I was just like deep diving him. I'm like, man, it just seems like there's a lot to like here. Um, one thing that I really like 
was he really didn't have any platoon issues, like split issues in the minors, you know, relatively yeah, healthy, yeah. relatively healthy OPS versus a lefty too. him being a lefty. And I could see them squeezing every fucking ounce they can out of, of Rob Ref Snyder. Uh, um, but so like a Bra- <laughs> so Brave's gone about 400 in, you know, the, the last 10 drafts. And I think that's, you know, like. Still a lot of room it, for value there. There is, I think so. You know, I think if he gets four hundred fifty plate appearances, which I, you know, I think, I think this should, you know, I don't know, is that it's is that a good mark for him? He's going to play all the time versus righties. So. That you he know, should. yeah. So, um, I, and then I think that's a great spot. I mean, you probably get like a, what, like a fifteen ten type player. You know, um, and that's mm-hmm. that's a that's a great add down there. Um. It's a good lineup at the top half. Yep. I mean, he should be involved to score a lot of runs. Should be 75, 80 runs, RBIs, if he gets enough prorated out. Yep. No, I like it. I, I, I like the skill set a lot. I think um, – not saying he's going to be a star, but I think he's going to be a very useful player. Like, yep. where's he – where's, like, where's Jared Kelnick going? I'd rather have a Brayu. Like, just uh, off the top of my head. Kelnick's going You know what I mean? Early. I mean, Kelnick, No, no, right, but – Yeah. But yeah. I'd rather have a Brayu. Because I think yeah. Kelnick's going to put two with Grissom, and I think Abreu's—it's the different players, but they're not. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. in, the same, in the sense, like I, I would take Abreu. The two hundred pick <laughs> difference, yeah, it's big. All that's day. that's the name. I that's the name that jumps out at me. You're not getting a lot of speed from either one. Um, the batting average OBP kind of floor is gonna, actually going to be better for Abreu. You might lose a little bit on the home run stuff, but you'll make up for it with everything else. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, yeah. but I like Abreu better. Yeah, I like him. I like Abreu. Yeah, and, and I don't like Kelnick, so that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. We were on top of that one then. Um, I, I, just hope, my... I just hope he, you know, like, uh, I just found it funny last Well, not funny. It's just sad when you see someone talk a big game about, Working on the mental side of it, you know, taking notes after every at bat, doing things the right way, quote unquote, growing up, and then he fucking breaks his foot, being a fucking free hole in the dugout. Like, it's one thing to talk it and then to do the complete opposite. And I just think that's, you know, that's a knuckle. Like Jay Z, he calls it a knucklehead factor, and it just you knock. I just knock a dollar value off off just just for. He's just not. I'm not drafting him. Not at all. No, I hear you. No, I mm-hmm. get it. And there, there's definitely a knucklehead factor when you when you watch games in person. You notice it a lot more than you do on TV. Yep. But there's knuckleheads. Good point. Knuckleheads oh everywhere. man, it drives me nuts when you know I go to like the uh, Blue Claws or Cyclones. Um, my wife is funny. She she you know the more she she sees baseball live, she understands it, and you know. Um, one of the things that she really catches on to is she just pays attention to people and like what they're doing. And she's like, why is this guy being lazy? He's not getting back. <laughs> you know, I was like, I, you're seeing it too. If she's seeing it, you know, I can imagine who else sees it. Uh, you know, she's like, doesn't have a super trained eye, but it, you know, it was something so, I think it was, um, um, on the Mets, um, Ramirez, Alex Ramirez, right. Is that his name? Um, I, 
I think you're on. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a big name prospect. Yeah. Yes, yes. So uh, he's on first. Uh, I think it was even Jet ripped the line drive to shortstop, and shortstop um, fired over the first, and he literally didn't try to get back. Like he was already jogging, like he was out, and he was he could have beat it. He's long length, you know, big strides, fat, and I'm just like. And I was just like, was ready to blurt it out. And my wife blurted it out. And I'm like, oh, you saw that? She's like, yeah, what's he doing? And I'm like, I don't know. And to me, that shit sticks with me so bad. It's like that, that, ah, oh, that drives me nuts. I can't imagine what a coach feels like when he sees that. Yeah. Especially guys like, not to pick on the Raiders, but guys that are that talented, you know? Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. He didn't impress me that game. I, I got a sour taste in my mouth from him. Hopefully, hopefully he could change it this year. But um, all right, let's roll this on. What do you got next for us? So one guy that it's, I'll, I'll throw a pitcher in there that I'm down yeah. on, a guy that was getting a lot of buzz out in uh, Arizona when we were out there, Ricky Tiedemann. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all can have him this year. I want no part of him in redraft. Woo, uh, okay. Here we go. I don't. I don't think the innings are there. Uh, I don't think that's a hot take either. They're, they're just not. He's um, had some issues with durability. Um, he looks um, good when he is healthy, but, you know, I I had heard rumblings um, that the injury that he had was a lot more severe than it was let on. Mm. Um, so it was, But it was good to see him pitch in the NFL, so it looks like he might be on the upswing from that. But – I'm not going to be shocked if that injury re-pops up again. Um, I'm not going to say what it is because I'm not in the business of breaking news. That's not mine to break. <laughs> but um, I heard it was pretty – could have been a significant injury. So I'm off of Tiedemann a little bit. Uh, number okay. one, the durability. The durability is just not there. If you're looking for a guy that's going to – he's not a lot to throw 120 innings, I wouldn't think, just based off the workload. Um, so – I, I think Toronto's gonna up gonna upgrade the rotation. I just think a lot of, and that division's a tough one to pitch in. Like he's just it's a lot of things going against him. Um long term I think he's gonna be fine, but again, this is just for this year only, so I think I'm gonna stay away. I like that. Um I have one early Tiedemann, but then uh, I backed off of him pretty early. Again, just just one, but um and it was it was uh it was pretty late compared to his recent ADP of three thirty three, but um yeah, I think you know that f- those first couple drafts that that you do like that I did in October, and you're really mm-hmm. trying to forecast so much, and your mind is still on, um, you know, the season that ended. Um, so there's a lot of guys that, um, that you recently know how bad they pitched, and you're like, oh, oh. and you just get to this point of the draft where you're just searching for something, this like optimism, and you're like, I'm taking Tiedemann. You know, and it's like, yeah. but now that I've done like dug more into the player pool and some projection systems are out, and I'm just like looking at the overall pool. I'm like, okay, so feel a little comfortable in those spots where he's going. You know that you can get some more volume from pitchers around him, um, and feel a little more secure with like you know their their innings pitched output. So like even like you know like Dean Kramer goes right like ten picks after him, fifteen picks after him. And this guy just started yeah. thirty games and plays in a great park. <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. you know, it's even Logan Allen, you know, who who who's not special, he you know, not a uh 
a sexy guy by any means, but he's on the Guardians and he's already shown a hundred innings in the majors of, of of decency. It's just it's it's hard. Even Clark Schmidt again, three guys who go after him who've made seven like even like I think even Schmidt made over thirty starts like Kramer did. Like he, you're passing up on arms that are just going to give you length in draft and hold. I just think that's important. You're doing a twelve team draft like an online championship. You want to take a shot with Tiedemann at yep. three thirty because you're going to drop this this pick anyway. Go for it you know but in a draft and hold where you just want to have a little more security you know i i'd probably lean more of those guys so i like that call out there on the on the tiedemann yeah i hate being negative about guys that are good like that but right I mean, yeah because we need to be a little bit in this kind of sense yep but like the, the starting pitchers going after like dane dunning is going after tiedemann like what like i'll take a chance on dunning right like uh mm-hmm. ranger suarez with the phillies Oh, yeah. um, Trevor nice. Trevor Rogers for the Marlins is going after like what are we doing Bryce El- even Bryce Elder had provided a lot of value last year in while he was there you know in Atlanta like none of those guys are like the best guys but like I don't know Tiedemann has a lot of question marks and I think he's going a little bit too high right no that's uh totally valid totally valid especially in this format for sure yeah, I kind of jumped around and, and mixed up some mid rounders. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Guys, I just, so we can just whatever. Keep... No, just just keep. I I like it. You just throwing guys out there and and telling us if you like them or you don't like them, and that's just the whole point of this exercise. So I love it. I so. had yeah, no, you're good. I, I had three late round bats and like a handful okay. of late round pitchers I wanted um, to touch on. If that's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Let's hit him, baby. Do you want me to do one on one with the bats, or do you want me to list them all off and we'll talk about them? I, you do. I need to list them three. Good. Uh, Tyler Black for the Brewers. Mm, okay. All right. So I just drafted Black. So go ahead. Give it to me. Underrated power. Uh, good speed. Underrated power. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. This is what I like to hear. Uh, lefties go. hit well in the, in, the, in, the, in that ball. Whatever they name that park now. Lefties always <laughs> hit well. There's like, a, there's like a Jets theme out to right center field. Uh, I, I think Tyler Black's going to be really good. Andrew Monasterio is not going to hold him down. Um, Council's not there anymore. So guys like Monasterio are going to have to re-earn their, their stripes sort of thing. You know what I mean? Because he, he was getting a lot of run last year. And he's a solid baseball player. Don't get me wrong. But for fantasy, he's a lot of Tyler Black's more of the exciting type of player that you're looking for. So I like Tyler Black. The approach is there, the speed, the power. He's essentially a lotto ticket. Uh, I'm trying to find where he's going right now. Probably three something, if I had to guess. Three ninety. Yeah, he's had to guess. Three seventy two in the last ten drafts, and he's got a nice little tight window too. Three thirty to four hundred. So he he's going in a similar range in most of these drafts. And uh, that's pretty. I'm a big fan. Okay. That's where I got him too. I got him um, at three eighty eight, and he is uh, technically my um, third third baseman uh, after Royce Lewis, Chris Taylor, and Tyler Black. So um, perfect. Yeah, yeah, um, I liked it. I like a little speed. So, so, so um, more walks and strikeouts in AAA last year in one hundred and seventy three plate appearances. That's, um, that's huge. He stole 47 bases in double-A before he got called up. Stole eight more in triple-A. Um, double-A was dealing with that funky baseball. Keep that in mind. He performed. Right. <laughs> he had a 146 WRC plus in double-A. 411 OBP, 513 slug. Um, I mean, he repeated the numbers at triple-A. Had three, 428 OBP with a 514 slug. Like, 
next next challenge. He's ready to go. Um, so I, I'm Tyler Black's on there. He should be a sneaky top 100 guy, but I don't know why people don't have him there because mm. um, he's is everything I want. Uh, OBP, speed, power, check, right. check, check. I, I mean, um, I guess, I guess, like, see, I loved everything except when I looked. Um, I guess just looking at his. At his AAA, you know, barrel percentage is like two point five. Was that like that might scare people off? But you're saying like the power really is not. Uh, is, is better I think he, than that? he's the guy that plays. He, yeah, he he plays the angles a little bit. Okay, um, I like that. And I'm trying to figure out exactly what he's listed at, but I don't think he's a very big guy. Excuse me. And I think, yeah, he's five ten. He's shorter than that. Okay. I've seen him in person. He's not that tall, but like. I have a bias just from watching a lot of games. I prefer the shorter hitter because I think with a lot of the pitchers living up in the zone, I think you get a better angle. And it's yeah. obviously a shorter swing, quicker to the ball, and mm-hmm. I think he just checks a lot of those boxes. Yeah, I would think like I don't know. I watch I watch Altuve take those high four seamers and just drill it, and I just wonder like if it's just you know you're you're his 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 plane of his eyes like he doesn't have to change his eye level it's just there and you know like as opposed to a taller guy who's got to like kind of yeah. look down at it and then almost like a mental thing like swinging you know Altuve just like oh I just have to like meet the ball and it's just going um I don't know is perfect for him. his situation because he just looks it's on the air pole side because it's two hundred and fifty feet to Crawford boxes so he just. Right. Just dunks it up in there, but like, I'm not saying Tyler Black is. I'm not saying Tyler Black is these type of hitters, but the type of hitters that seem to be the ones that quote unquote pop up are the smaller, bat to ball guys with good approaches. Mookie Betts was a nothing prospect, not nothing prospect, but he was an underrated prospect. He had a good approach. He took off offensively. Jose Ramirez, another guy. I'm not saying Tyler Black is going to be in that tier, but like. The shorter guys with good hands, good bat to ball, have a tendency to to prop themselves up a little bit. Um, Nico Horner for the Cubs on a much lesser extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's countless guys. Uh, even like a Tommy Evan for the Cardinals, a shorter guy, good bat to ball. He's been a useful fantasy player for a long time. Like I think Tyler Black is going to fit into obviously different type of player, but I think he's a guy that's going to have some offensive upside that you can chase. And uh love it. And and one other thing too that is uh on his side is uh you know council's not there to council well that too, but council's not there to over platoon anything. <laughs> yeah, you know, so but like he's he's got Andrew Monasterio in front of him, and again, like no offense to Monasterio, but all right, he's not yeah. gonna stop if Tyler Black's hitting in triple A, they're not gonna let that happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be one of those things where he doesn't start the year in the majors, it comes up in May, whatever. Fine, you know what I mean? You, right, this is the type of league that we want that, right? Suppress the price a little bit. 100%. And you're not relying, you're not relying on him to be the, your opening day guy, you know. Third base speed is so nice, too. It's just like I was saying before, like, if I it's such a benefit to get it from the corner or just anywhere that's surprising like that, like late. So I love it. Good call out there. Yep. Tyler Black makes me feel better about my yep. pick. Cool. Oh, uh, no, you don't need me to tell you. That was a good pick. Um, another guy is a guy that's off the radar for a lot of people. Um, Miami Marlins, um, first base kind of prospect, 
because he's 26. But Troy Johnston, I don't know if you've heard of him, heard of him before. No, uh, I haven't heard of Troy Johnston. My ears just went. So, so peep the stat line first. I know just looking at the stat line with no context can be something that you probably shouldn't do most of the time, but the numbers are good. Um, the approach is there. Uh, 20, we're doing math, 26 home runs last year and 24 stolen bases uh, between double A AA and triple A. Yeah. Um, the approach is good. The walk rate's fine. The strikeout rate is minimal. 17% at double A, 19.5% at triple A. Um, the production's all there. Uh, a little bit of underrated first base speed. We've seen Josh Bell go south before. How many times now? Um, he's also, you know, there's uh, Marlins right now have a in flux DH situation with Soler not being there. Um, Johnson kind of he was available for everybody in the Rule Five draft, and nobody took him, which I was kind of with first baseman, so I get it. But like, you know, he wasn't added to the Marlins forty man, so maybe this makes him rethink it. Um, you're looking for a late round dart throw. I, don't, I can't really find many that are better. Love it. This. I, I think the depth chart, you can see an opening, right? You can see a possibility. Okay. If player A and B go down, you can see it. You know what I mean? And I think the numbers are there. The bet about the end triple A is fine. It's he's older, obviously 26 as a guy that hasn't broken in yet, but I mean, that's a those nice, are the type of players that are worth a shot. And I think, oh, wow. <laughs> What's the ADP on him? Got to be 800 something, if there even is one. I don't know. I just put in Johnston, and I don't see anything. There um, he is. He's on my sheet. Seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. 735. Um, been drafted twice in the last 10 days or, or in, a, in totality. I, I, um, I didn't go all the way back to October. I mean, how many times he's been totally drafted, but... No, it's an off the radar name, so I apologize if it's too far. No, off. That's, 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 that's great. Yeah, no, he's uh, <laughs> okay. So he's been drafted um, 16 times. Um, okay, at, so people know about him. Yeah, 16 times out of 31 drafts and ADP of 703. So yeah, people know about him. He's not on my sheet, and uh, I'm going to have to add him. All right, I have to go into the player ID map tonight and add a guy. There you Shit. go. Not that it gave you more work, but it's fun work. It's <laughs> it is fun work. Nice call. I like that. <laughs> that's really, they, I mean, that's that, you know, these are the type of guys that absolutely can go, you know, two ways. Either it's like, ah, oh, it was a waste of a pick, or they give you like 140 at, yeah, 140 at bats of like this, on like just, oh, I didn't expect that to happen, you know, and it's just like, comes at the perfect time of the year. That's what I love about draft champions, mm-hmm. those kind of guys. So nice. I like yep. that. Good call out. You like that call out? Good. Uh, there's another one for you, kind of in the same range. Ryan Bliss for the Mariners. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was, I saw him. Uh, yeah. Arizona. He's in, he's in Arizona. He's more well known. Mm-hmm. Um, former Diamondbacks prospect last year. Yeah. Um, was, leading, was leading the minor leagues in hits or batting average. One of the two don't. Come at me if I'm wrong, but I know it was one of the two when he got traded uh, to Seattle in the Paul Seawald trade. Um, struggled after the trade a little bit, uh, but he was a fun college shortstop at Auburn. Um, really small, undersized guy. 
uh, 5'6", I want to say, 160, soaking wet probably. Uh, but he's got some juice, man. He's got some – I think he could hit 10, 12 home runs. Like, I don't think it's a nothing power. And I think he could steal 25 bags. And he's another guy I'm kind of seizing the opportunity because the Mariners' depth chart at second base reads uh, Josh Rojas and Louis Urias and – Dylan Moore? The chart like, sucks. Like, I'm not intrigued by any of those guys. <laughs> what about Sam Haggerty, man? He could play the infield, too. <laughs> yeah, well, was I didn't Hey, they liked him last year, but, I, you know, they don't have the luxury this year. This roster is a disaster. But I think Ryan Bliss is a guy you could start target for playing time because, you know, I think he, he's a very good defender. Checks that box, too, that I talked right. about. Smaller hitter. Check that box that I talked about. A uh, little power-speed combo, good OBP, knows what he's doing, good back control type of guy. Um, like I already touched on this, was a really, really flashy defender, college shortstop at Auburn, like I said earlier. like College shortstops are a demographic I tend to stay away from because all the – so one of the – an evaluator told me this, and I'll never forget it. He goes, why do you think a lot of college shortstops don't play shortstops in the pros? And I thought about it, and I was like, I don't know. He goes, because all the ones worth a shit get drafted in high school. No. You never uh, make it the guy. You know what I mean? So all the wow, good athletes, like, yeah. you know what I mean? All the good athletes are getting are not getting allowed to school because they're getting paid. You know what I mean? But now it's a little mm. bit different environment now. But, like, think about it. Dancy Swanson is probably the most recent example of a college shortstop that's playing shortstop in the pros. I really can't think of any other ones. That, that's, um, that's a great line. I got to remember that one. That's that's solid. So true. Um, Dansby Swanson, obviously, we touched on. I'm trying to figure out who. Like, Volpe was a high school kid. Um, I'm trying to go through rosters real quick in my head. Uh, Bo Bichette is a high school kid. Um, obviously, a lot of Dominican kids, Latin kids. Um I, I, if you could think of another one off the top of my head, let me know. I, I yeah, can't think of I'm so I bad at remembering college or high school. It's like one, it's one, it's one area that went like off the top of my head. I'm like uh, I forget, or you know, just that memory uh, bank yeah. is dry for me. It just, uh, <laughs> just but, even, I don't no, know. I, get I don't it. know why. I don't know why. I could tell you but, the first pick of like. Uh, you know the 1994 NBA draft, but I can't tell you like who who is a a recent pick in in any sport because it's just yeah, I don't know why. Been, but... my, yeah, my short term memory stinks these days. Um, uh, mine's getting worse. Trust me. But... <laughs> I, I store I store the not important things like that kind of information in my brain. Right. So. Um, no, but I mean, you look at how these teams are built. I mean. Matt McLean, but he wasn't even a shortstop in college. He kind of played all over the place. Like it's yeah. there's no, like it's it's weird. But if you think about it, there's not that many college shortstops that play. But I so I don't knock him for that. Second base is a good spot for him. But I like Ryan Bliss. Okay, um, I like it. I like it. And the one guy we don't really need to do a deep dive on him because everybody knows him. But like Wyatt Langford, yeah. I know the ADP is enormous, but you, I might do it because. My man is the truth. Um, it's the truth, huh? He's in, he's going to go early. Uh, someone in Arizona gave me – Arizona Fall League gave me an outstanding comp on 
what they think Wyatt Langford can be. And they told me Paul Goldschmidt. I said, oh, okay. Um, Damn. I dig it. I, I get it. So, like, it makes sense to me. If I watch them play, I'm like, yeah, I see why you said that. Um, Do they just the, mix and match all four guys? Or does, or does like, I don't know what like, they do. That's, that's, does, but if does, you're good, you'll play. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just like, I'm trying to I, just, I, like, maybe set up. I would. I like Lingford more than I like Evan Carter this year. Um, okay. Evan Carter's got serious platoon issues. It's, I'm sure they're well known. Everybody's yep. been talking about it. Like the left-handed, he had one extra base hit against the lefty all year, majors and minors combined. Like that's going to be a problem eventually if it wasn't already. 100%. Um, I mean, they were starting Robbie Grossman in playoff games over him. Yeah. Not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not bad-mouthing Evan Carter because he's a good baseball player, but I mean – I'll take Langford. Langford's a Langford hit. If you want a fun stat for Wyatt Langford, on his in his minor league career last year, which was short, admittedly, he hit six twenty five on pitches ninety four miles an hour or faster. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's insane. So it, it's it's like what? Okay, well, um, I mean, so yeah, no issues. The, the whole league is over ninety four. That's 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 right. insane. Right. So like, wow. okay, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 not a you know from everything I hear and we. It's a, it's a very risky pick. It's a super risky pick because it's just tied. With a player like with a player like him, you're not you're not. It's not just about ability because the Rangers obviously starting a clock on a player like that is big time. So like, there's a lot of other issues at play. But like, if you have the right build where you think you could take a shot, I would do it. But it has to be the right build, like we talked about. You can't have you know, Ellie did the cruise and then take Langford, then you're you're sunk. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, but yeah. like, you got to have the right build. But I would, I'm telling you, man, I would do whatever I can to get out of him if I could. Um, I like it. I don't know. I like, it. like, and another down, I guess, big name down guy is Jackson Holiday. I'm not all that big on him for this year. Um, I like him long term. I think he can be Wander Franco, like, plate skills wise growing power wise and stolen base wise, but I don't think it's going to help much this year. And I think he's going inside the top 200, which I think is crazy. Yes. Um, it's giving away a pick. It's lighting the pick on fire. In my opinion. Um, wow. That's huge. I mean, that's, uh, there's definitely danger in that. I mean, is it just mostly from like PT and just the uh, like the organization, or is it also like a skill? Yeah, thing I don't right think now? right. There's not a lot of power right now. Yeah, there's raw power, but I think game power plays down right now because he's he's 19. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like it is what it is. Like I, I'm yeah. very bullish on. I, was, I I thought he'd be Juan Franco, which is a hell of a baseball player, and I think he's going to play this year too. It sounds like. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not touching that. But um, <laughs> I think Holiday can provide that type of value. You know what I'm talking about? Like really good on, on base kind of skills. Uh, again, the 2015 peak season kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, grows okay. into more power as we saw Wander Franco's power numbers take off, right? As he got major league time, I think Holiday's the same way. Um, nice. Okay. Dynasty League, I'm all over those guys, but not redraft. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any any holiday. It just seems too too rich for my blood for 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 all reasons you mentioned. And um, 
you know right. it's uh it's it's not it's not cheap to you know no you know to uh take a shot at one of these guys it's just it's real real costs you know that's 190 ish area that's 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 yeah, huge that's like nuts. you mentioned Wyatt Langford 140 like yeah the skill sets there like there's does the two bump Taveras and Carter at some playing time like do they just work out the four of those guys uh between you know three outfield spots and dh or you know is mitch garver gonna yeah, come right. back and is he dhing so all, all those things like lead into um you know i guess just the biggest thing is skill set uh you know the pt you know and um that that's totally totally true with holiday i don't have any of him i don't plan on taking any of him he just seems i mean like, looking looking around the draft board now i mean i don't like Nico Tovar that much, but he's going to play every day. Yeah, that's that's, that's value in this league. Everyday player in Coors and bat at okay. the top of the lineup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, and bat at the top of the lineup uh, too. Ed, you know, Edward yeah. Julian is going to play every day, lead off for the Twins. Like, yep. okay, I'll take him over. How? Like, I mean, it's a the pick doesn't make sense where he's at. Yeah, um, I but guess they're... I'll throw some late dart arms at you. Yeah, go ahead. What do you got? My my strategy for this is to kind of pick on bad teams because you kind it. of know the pitching process is going to come up. Yep. Uh, Joe Boyle, Joe Boyle for Oakland. Okay, I like some it. of the nastiest stuff in the world. Just the command is iffy, but he kind of showed up a little bit in his cup of coffee last year. It looks decent. Why not give him a chance to start? See what you got. Um, I, I touched on Jared Jones already. I yep. love Jared Jones. Um, David Festa for the Twins. Oh, I love the Festa. Filthy. Yeah. Yeah. Mason Black for the Giants. Another triple-A arm. Okay. Okay. I was, I, you know what? I trying to identify through some filters, some guys, and I saw him. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring up the note I made of him because again, like I, I try to watch, you know, some stuff too, if I can get most most of it's data driven. And then if I want to, you know, just take a look at the guy. I'll throw on a video to see, <coughs> to try to see some stuff. But uh, I can't forget where. Oh man, I'm not. I can't even find my my minor league notes. But I I know I've heard that name before, and I know I've written down. Yeah, it's for the Giants. Mason Black is a Giants. Okay. Uh, triple A arm last year. Three pitches. Um, good command. Giants are really good at pitching development. As you know, they always turn out competitive teams. Um, I don't know. I like him a lot. I think there's an opening there. Um, another guy that I like on our bad team is Nick Mastrini, White Sox. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because he came up in the Dodgers system. So I'm hoping, you know, he, what he learned there doesn't just magically disappear. Um, carry that up with you to, to season open rotation. Uh, across town, I like Cade Horton. He's my yeah. top. He's actually my top pitching prospect in all of minor league baseball. Um, really? Okay. Wow. He's the top guy that I have, um, nice. and I think he's and I think he's going to play a decent role on the Cubs team this year because he's really good. Um, the slider is filthy. Um, Love it. He's he's really good. I like him a lot. And then a, a super late dart throw. Is Jairo Iriarte over the Padres? Ooh, again, yeah, I just like this guy too, man. He's young. He reminds right? me of and little. He reminds me of Edwin Diaz a lot, like oh, how he geez. throws the movement on his stuff, like the how, the way the ball pops out of his hand, like he's he's electric. 
<laughs> so I like all those guys. <laughs> I mean, Iriate is what, just turned 21, or he's only 21, right? Um, something like that. Yeah. I don't yeah. Um, I think if, oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, 33% K rate and the minus 15% swing strike. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Um, <laughs> that'll work anywhere. <laughs> that'll work anywhere. <laughs> Again, you know, like you, you, you see, you see, uh, what did it say? It says, uh, oh no, I was thinking about somebody else with the size. It's not too basic. But even the, even the projections are usable for him. Yeah. Even like Seaver projections are useful. Like they're not, that's a rosterable player. There's yeah. projections. Like if you, you know what I mean? Yep. Just looking at those by himself, like not prorated out to innings at all, but his basic steamer profile is, is a draftable player in this type of format anyways, but he's got significant upside. I really like him a lot. Um, yeah. I think, they, I think all those arms are, it's a good group of arms, I think, but I like it. We'll see. Out there. Interesting. Um, yeah. I just made a list of when I was in my last five rounds and I was going through some of the minor league stuff. And I think, yeah, I was like, Oh, I jotted him down. Um, I had I had Nishdrini on that list um, as Good. well as I always like to see when people have it too. Yeah, I had Nishdrini. Um, Festo was a guy. Yeah, I really, I just love the Twins too and what they do with their pitchers. It's just they have a uh, they have a type and it's hilarious because oh. I, I wrote the Twins the Twins prospects. We wrote them up for our site, which we haven't gotten them released yet, but they're done. Okay, they have such a great. They do such a great job of identifying college pitchers that have a little tweak needed, and then they take off. Like Festa, CJ Culpepper is one of those guys. They have um, Bailey Ober was, was one of those guys. Like yeah. they have they they do so well with the guys that are under. They'll, they'll take a a college arm from like somewhere in the Northeast where he doesn't pitch a lot, and they'll bring him down, and boom, they find something, and there he goes. Like that's what they do. They they draft the. They're all six four, six five. They all get downhill. Like they all have a hellacious slider. Yeah, they work. They 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 have a type, but it works. They're they they churn out pitchers like nothing up there. So yeah, I'm um I'm pretty excited to see. You know, I know the pitching coordinator left to go to the Red Sox, right? Jeff Willard or something Willard. Um, Maybe I wasn't aware of that. Maybe though. Yeah, 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 he did. He took the Red Sox job, and I'm pretty um, – and uh, I guess along with Andrew Bailey being the pitching coach who's also, like, analytic-driven, I'm I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, if they can make the ne- in that next push in Hauk and um, Whitlock or even Bayo, you know. Um, so, though, like, I'm really, really anxious for the Red Sox pitching staff because it seems like when Willard went over to the Twins, they really, like you said, unlocked that whole – like just really different up and down the organization. And then the guys in the majors were just filthy, just adding, like like you said, adding, adding a pitch to just make them on like, yeah, you know, that's what like, like gray too, just was just, he became a, a, he's very, you know, artsy and like just a really good pitcher. And he just became even better. And then uh, Pablo Lopez just that's the biggest one. He's mm-hmm. just guy was a fucking monster last year. <laughs> No, they identify talent, yeah, and then they know what yeah. they do. Talent yeah. and player development work hand in hand, and it's love it. It's it's fun. I I, I, I like studied it. the trends, and I I, yeah. I noticed what teams are good at a lot, and like 
you know, Cleveland obviously is in our organization. You circle for for their pitchers, specifically slider command, and all, all the guys they draft already have an innate ability to throw a strike with a breaking ball. Like they don't mess with you if you don't. Like it's right. there's certain yeah. analogies of like the Cubs are developing pitchers that kind of have the sweeper like the Yankees do because of similar personnel in the front office and pitching development and like they go for the more sweeper before before it became a common phrase, the sweeper. That was the Cubs were right. teaching that in the minor league system to allow their arms. Like that's the slider they use. And the Yankees have been using that for a while. Like that's the type of really extreme horizontal break version. Like, you know, and, yeah. and teams teams do their own things. And then right. once it works, everybody starts doing it. So Yeah. And I, that was um you know, something I was listening to the in rates and battles when Eno, I think, was talking with the with these front office guys and the recent thing that he just did down at the winter meeting. I haven't listened and, to that one yet. Yeah, and it was pretty cool just in the terms of like hearing, you know, how these guys get into baseball. And it's just like you know, I love listening to My buddy to my buddy Lance was on there. He Lance, Lance was, was on one it. of our one of our original founders at Prospect Live, Lance. Yeah, yeah. He mentioned that too, and he know. didn't know that. And I was like, Oh, I remember Lance telling me that. <laughs> yeah, Lance Lance is uh Lance is really great, you know. It's it's sometimes oh, I just and he's super he's super good. Like you know, I just like reached out to him a couple of times during the season about some some pictures or like if I had just like, Hey, can you explain this better for me? And you expect like a couple of lines and the dude just writes a fucking story and i'm just like i oh, love it i love it it's just like yeah he's fantastic but uh they were just talking to in general about you know how um i think it was with with kyle Bodie, and he was just saying you know when when a gm takes a job uh it, it's easy for them to just get into the comfort zone or like not trying to stretch the limits of what they can do because you know it pays the bills and they get this unique a one in a lifetime job, you know, and it was like, you know, they they're trying their best to keep it without making mistakes. Um, and mm-hmm. also the thing is too, like, you can't do much with two or three years, and then re reshaping your whole organization of coaches and personnel. It's like, you, know, you can't you can't implement th- things so quickly and then execute it. You know, it takes a while to build, and some oh, teams yeah. some teams just don't see that. Some orgs and some owners don't see that full you know the whole picture ahead you know just like short-term window and uh they want to see results even if it's like there even if it's like okay we all these pitchers in our organization the lower levels are you know this is what they were doing before and that's just what they're doing now and they're getting better it's just like yeah but they want to win you know and it just comes down to that so um uh one last question i wanted to ask you and this is always yeah. something I think that, you know, we get wowed by sometimes. Um, it started with like, you know, Jeff Zimmerman does a filter. He um, And he wrote an article about it and he called it the, like the Munchie um, Voight specialty. Like <laughs> these, these older power types that come, you know, that stay in the minors a little longer and come up to the majors, make an impact. Even like Schwindel, Manessas. And I just want to know, is that type of player just dead? Uh-huh. Like, I mean, Seth Beer just signed with the Pirates. Like, there's no chance he's going to make it to the majors and just slug his way to fantasy relevance, will he? <laughs> I don't know, man. I hope that type of player's not dead. I, I like those types of players Me too. A lot. Me um, too. I know. I'm trying to pull up a leaderboard now that I kind of had one. I'm trying to find it. Um, 
literally just like the oldest players in AAA. Like right. we saw Nick Martini last year kind of make a I know. run with the Reds. Man, he was um, former Cardinals draft pick. They're everywhere. Um, They're everywhere. <laughs> There's <laughs> dozens of us. Dozens. Um, I'll give you a name. Okay. A name of somebody I liked, Weston Wilson for the Phillies. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. I like it. Um, some power can play a little bit of everywhere. Um, I think he got a cup of coffee last year. He did. He did. Yeah. Uh, well, then dang. Oh, I need to find somebody that didn't. Um. I'm literally just scrolling through names. Um, let's see. Oh, has he? Nice. Um, I mean, Troy Johnston counts, right? Yeah, he, he I counts. You, 26. I, I gave yeah. you that name. He gave um, you that name. All right, so it's two now. You see, so, so they're not dead. This type is not dead. We can't um, make it happen. Uh, he's on a 40 man, so that doesn't count. I was gonna say you're Severino, but he's only 23, so it doesn't count. Um, <laughs> trying to look, Luke Ritter for the Mets, maybe he's got mm. some power. Okay, yeah, um, I, I can see that. Double A, um, fluky power, though. I don't buy it. Uh, not a lot of extra base hits with a lot of home runs, so something seems fluky there. Mm. Um, a lot of them are carrying out of the park, huh? Yeah, a lot of five balls are getting out, but. Only 10 doubles, but 27 homers. I can't remember if I've ever seen that anywhere else. Um, what? That's crazy. I'm trying to think. Wes Clark is another guy. We saw him in Arizona. He's kind of an older guy. 20, nah, he's 23. No, he's not. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's what be all. I like it, though. Troy Johnson and, um, and uh, shit. I forgot the other one already. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens when you podcast until twelve thirty in the morning. <laughs> uh, does hold on here? Does Austin Shenton count? Oh yeah, twenty five. Uh, no, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, twenty five counts. That's an he's, old a, man. he's a guy that I mean, maybe. I mean, this is we talked about the guy with ten doubles and twenty seven homers. Shenton had forty five doubles and twenty nine homers in AAA and AA. So I'll take that. Um, I like it. That's legit juice. Um, is he um he's uh Tampa Bay Rays first base uh yeah first base yeah I mean it's not that bad I mean um he's gonna be a 26 in January one I mean 158 WRC plus in the minors I know it's old for the uh level but I like the profile it's nice this is a total great players huh Jesus Christ how many guys do they have they stole him from the Mariners too in some minor trade. I don't remember what it was. Um, They're so good. They're so good at baseball. So crazy. So wild. Cool. All right. So that's a nice little list. Uh, I could jot those guys down. And uh, cool, man. I really appreciate your time and doing this with me. I know uh, we're we're approaching on two hours, and I really um, I'm I'm always grateful when people take time out of their busy life to sit down and talk. You know, this crazy little hobby that we have. So much appreciated for that, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. No, thanks for having me on, man. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, Tell everyone where to find you on Twitter um, and, and everything you got going on for yourself right now. Yeah. MD Top FWFB on Twitter. Um, just working through off-season reports. Uh, done with the NL Central, AL Central, and most of the NL West right now. So we're cruising. Sweet. Awesome, man. You guys keep up that good work there. Uh, I love I love using the Patreon. You guys do some good stuff ever since I started there. Really had me uh helped me understand um the uh you know 
kind of gotten my eye off the dynasty game a little bit as uh just really focused on the on the redraft but i keep my i keep my mind into it i got a couple of teams that i co-own with ryan financio he mostly does all the work but uh, you know I'm, I'm i'm there with him a little bit and uh it just it just helps when the players come up and guys just have everything there to all the stats available everything you need for when a guy gets you know called up and you want to see how much you should go for fab it's just my first stop to get all that data and go from there so again appreciate you coming on and um hope we'll do this soon again sounds good man thank you later man all right everyone thanks for listening to another episode of the poet of podcast and don't be a bag of shit